Hello, Helen. Oh, don't be such an eeyore. Hello, James. I'm very excited. I've got a very good game. Oh, so see, I'm normally I come on full of energy and enthusiasm. It's podcast time. But Helen, just before I press record, went, I've got a game. It's great. And that just has made my heart <laughs> think. Because if it's great for Helen, it's not going to be great for me. No, you're very quick-witted. You're very quick. Oh, right. I'm just going to write to that ma- down. You're very quick-witted. Thank you. <laughs> you're very quick to make a comment. So now I'm testing. I'm testing how quick you are. Okay. Brilliant. I'm ready. So it's, it's usually played first thing in the morning on my favorite radio station. It's called Wake Up and Win. But basically, you have 30 seconds to answer 10 questions. And the answer always has to begin with the letter that I'm going to give you. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. So wait, if wait. I, yeah, if so, I say the letter is J. Yeah. Then it's got to be a Jaguar, a Jaguar, whatever. A guy's yeah. name, James. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And it's got to be a real thing. If I ask you a job, it can't, you can't make something up. I've got to be I, very strict. Okay. I've got a friend who's a professional juggler. So if it is Jay, I can go. It is not Jay, James. Oh, what a shame. Um, And when you say your favourite radio station, you're so cool, aren't you? It's going to be Radio 1. No, it isn't. I hate Radio 1 because they just seem to shout all the time. Oh, you're so old. Um, Whereas whereas I was thinking Wake Up and Win is more Michael McIntyre's big night, big game show, isn't it? Yes, it is. Where they go into someone's bedroom. That would freak me out. Okay. Well, if if I was a good friend, you would win £2,000, but I'm not. So I'll buy you a coffee next time we're allowed to meet, which... I'll be dead by then, so it's fine. Wow, let's everybody enjoying our podcast. This is all about encouragement and you know, bringing life into lockdown rather than Helen's misery, having called me or of I'll be dead before lockdown ends. For those of you who have not met us, I'm James and Helen. We lead a church together in Exeter. Um, I'm in my mid-40s and Helen is 72. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, but they don't know. if they you don't saw know. us, if you saw us, if this was TV, they'd never guess that I was the older one. And that's what I take comfort in. Uh, but the great thing is, if you come and watch Unlimited Church online on a Sunday, you'll never know how old Helen is because her face is always so pixelated. <laughs> she could <laughs> be 20 so or 80. I've got a special cable now that stops me pixelating, so you tell me. But What's it does it get, rather, it gets rather hot. Oh, that's that little worrying. doofer that you bought me gets hot. That's, that's really worrying. because What's it called? What's the cable called? Uh, Ethernet. Ethernet cable. There's no power in that, yeah. so it shouldn't get hot at all. And I just well, have to say, a little doofer gets oh, um, on our, you know, it's just about our, what's going on in our lives. Forget the fact people are listening. Um, <laughs> do you know, recently, a few times I've dipped out of Zoom calls and things um, mm-hmm. because my little cable adapter, which is there, I've discovered if I touch it, it's got a dodgy connection and it wipes out my whole computer and power and everything. And it's done it in some Brilliant. really important meetings recently. So I've had to buy myself a new adapter. Right. Helen, oh, you're frozen. Brilliant. So that was the podcast for today. Helen's disappeared, so she's not going to be able to ask me those <laughs> questions. Oh, she's back. Go on, then. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Right. Are you ready? Because I'm going to press my thing, my timer, and you have 30 seconds to answer 10, James, okay? Yes. Don't argue because that will take up time, and I know how argumentative you can be. <gasps> I'm rude. Are you ready? So the letter that you have Do is... Do to write it down? A for Apple. Apple okay apple apple but no that's not the question that's oh. not the answer are you ready yeah are you ready right yeah okay. yeah yeah a drink apple ties uh, a country argentina a celebrity anton deck ant Ooh. a company a business apple 
An animal. Aardvark. A job. Astronaut. A sport. Uh, American <laughs> football. Uh, food. Quick. Uh, uh, avocado. Uh, can't make a model. Uh, uh, oh. Time up. Yeah, the really sad thing is, this is how stupid I am. Instead of putting it on for 30 seconds, I put it on for 30 minutes. But look. Uh, you ran out of time. So how many did I get? You got eight. We were on number nine. Yeah, but that's that is pretty good, James. But that's because you're asking the questions too slowly. Oh, here we go. Alpha Romeo. That's very good. Very good. And the last one was a boy's name. Adam. There you go. And Adam, he'll be listening. A, so you could have won a coffee with me, but you never. And that's why I didn't win. Oh, lovely. It got close. I was scared. That was exciting, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was, that's, that's, next week we'll do it for you. No, next week we'll forget. Oh, no, people, wait for this. This is really exciting. Either next week there won't be a podcast because Helen has to record it and make it happen. So all to play for. Or listen in because I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be on holiday and I don't talk to Helen on holiday. And we have a special guest. My fear is you're all going to say after next week, uh, we'd rather James didn't come back. Or I might say that. Well, we know you'd say that. <laughs> so so it's my, my one other friend is coming to do a podcast with me. And she's great. I want you to go away and I'll do a podcast with her. Charming. Pay for me to go on holiday and I'll gladly oblige. I think you are any minute now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, not long. Yeah. As soon as the gates opened, as soon as there's an air tunnel available, you're through it. Is it an air tunnel or an air bridge? I think it's an air bridge. I think it's a bridge, yeah. 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 So... It's interesting, isn't it? I think we say this every week. We're in this kind of stage of lockdown where we're, we're coming out the other side, but not coming out the other side. Some of us have given up and some of us are as locked down as before. Some people have no choice. Uh, I was talking to a, a teacher at school the other day, or yesterday, actually today. And, um, and I was really shocked because he said there's the thing about laptops for all. And the, the government have offered to provide, if you can't do schooling because you haven't got a laptop, they'll sort it out. Okay. But now it transpires, most people still haven't got them, but also they're tied to a mobile phone contract that is fine while we're now, but they've all got a termination time. So they're not able to keep them. They can't buy them at the end. They can't do anything with it. Uh, They're stuck and and the contract ends at a particular point. Uh, And he was just saying, what a nightmare. And also how many of us have laptops at home uh, that we haven't really ever done anything with that are spare? Um, and and not, I don't mean like a church harvest festival where you find a tin of beans at the back or a tin of, you know, stew that you were never going to eat. And actually, if you bothered to look at the date, when our date five years ago, let's take it to harvest at church, give it to the poor people. But, um, but where there's some way that churches could provide laptops for those who don't have them. But then the conversation went on and he said, yeah, he's, he's a chaplain in a school, not a private school, you know, state school. Uh, he's an amazing pastor, amazing guy for getting alongside people and getting to know their story. But I was flabbergasted when he said you know, he hadn't realised how much the school uniform hides. That he is now seeing exposed the levels of poverty in Devon of children where he'd, they'd covered it up. 
that actually they don't can't afford casual clothes. They they don't even have a television in their homes. He said one of the teachers from school had to take a television down to a someone from you know, somewhere next down to where they live, um, mm. so they could engage in any way with what's going on. And he said, and some families don't have a television or a radio. So how do they know what the government rulings are? Um, yeah. And I just assumed. I, I know poverty is huge, but I think in my naivety. I thought, what well, I see people with no money for food still have smartphones. Mm. And, and when you go to Africa and you go to a shantytown, yeah, there are, they may be live wired into the mains cable, but loads of people have got tellies because they will mortgage their lives to keep up with the Joneses and have a telly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's those kids who, you know, I know there's been a bit of uproar about whether um, parents should make their children go back to school in September and the fact that the government will be fining parents who don't send their children. Um, two things. One, you have the ability, if you want to, to homeschool. So if, if you want to and you're really worried and you are capable, you can choose to withdraw your children, but then you do have to teach them properly at home. But those kids from that background that you're talking about have probably not had school since march or not had yeah. you know consistent school since march they are fed at school at least one hot meal which they're probably not getting at home um somebody is making sure that they're okay and um they, they don't have as you say they don't have access to the internet even if the teachers are providing something online yeah um um, and, and i used to teach and i knew kids who lived in um, environments like that. And, and it's real. It really is real. Yeah. And, but also you're saying about homeschooling. Some of the people I know that I work with who, who are incredibly highly educated are yes. struggling to teach their kids at home. Where, Absolutely. Where he's talking about people where the parents can't actually read. Yeah. So how do you teach your child when you actually, your own education is so impoverished? And interesting, we had a conversation with somebody this week, didn't we? Where, we're talking about GCSEs because I said to you yeah. <laughs> that adults can do free GCSEs online at the moment and maybe it's time to reset your maths. Really? Um, and, and they said, well, why would an adult ever take a GCSE? It's too late now. And I was talking to a family's worker in Plymouth where she's saying she works with year 10s, year 11s, but she, her passion would be in, she's trying to set up in a community centre or pre-lockdown adult education to get GCSEs because as the parents are watching the kids get GCSEs, they're going, if only I had a maths set, a GCSE or English, I could get a job that would take me out of the poverty trap. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, uh, the person we were talking to said, oh, but GCSEs are just a stepping stone. For some people, that's what their um, goal is to attain a GCSE. That, that isn't a stepping stone. That's the end result of where they, that's, the only place their eyes can get to no higher than that and um you know i'm everyone thinks i'm really posh and you know very middle class mm, i'm the thanks. only <laughs> no, yeah. you're so rude i'm the only person from my family who went to university yeah um my parents didn't stay at school they had to leave as soon as they were old enough to go out and get a job and i always remember my mum saying to me when i didn't understand why she'd go out first thing in the morning uh, come home last thing at night, be absolutely exhausted. I said, mum, why do you do this? And she said, because I don't want you to have to. Yeah. So she earned the money to be able to make sure that I could go to university so that I didn't have to do all the hard work that she did. 
We had a conversation last week as, as our eldest looks to go to uni. Uh, our youngest helpfully said he just read about the number of mental health problems and pressures on kids whose parents went to university. But there are more mental health issues, he was saying, or from high achieving parents because the pressure a child feels of having to match their parents' standards. Yeah. Uh, but we were saying we've got friends who their children, their daughter is the first person ever in the history of their family to go to uni. The mm-hmm. pressure for her is massive because she's yeah. got no context. She, you know, she no. hasn't got parents going, it's fine. You know, this is what uni is like. You know, we survived. Yep. If we survived, you'll survive. Um, mm-hmm. I think what our son was probably saying that you're pushy parents, you know, don't, don't push my big brother. But, but actually there are massive pressures there, aren't there? And yeah. the massive pressures around finance of, yeah. for us, we would say it's really worth having a university education for people that haven't got one. And there's a real thing about student loans that, mm. that for pet families that don't, they're going, it's a debt you can't afford to get into rather than it's a kind of glorified grant. Um, and, and so there's all the financial fears there. It's eye boggling money you're wasting on, on education potentially or helps you. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because um, I've got four children. Three have either been to uni or in uni. And our son, um, who was probably the most intelligent in terms of exams, um, felt pressure to go to uni because yeah. that's what everyone was doing. That's what everyone told him he had to do at school us included dropped out middle of year two is now on a kind of um educational scheme with a company the old yts i would imagine type thing absolutely loving it whereas at uni he was anxious fearful worried all of those things that was not great for his mental health so you know we've got to we've got to think about these young people as individuals and not yeah. just herd mentality of get them all through university because at the end of it there's not jobs for everyone either and also rewinding to what you're saying before about gcse's that that people that the whether it's your thing you're pitching for actually for loads mm-hmm. of people that the fact that at school they was felt stupid that they didn't engage, that GCSEs were beyond them, where the assumption is you just have to achieve it. Some, they don't kick into gear, but there's probably, there's reasons for it. Um, That's scarring for life, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. If you failed at 15 when you're forming your self-esteem and your self-identity, and nobody's affirming the fact that you actually are useful and good, you are, in effect, condemning a person to go, well, I'm never going to achieve much. What's the point in trying? Uh, yeah. and, and I'm not going to, I can't have ambition or drive. Um, and I, I used to be head of year, so I got called in to deal with real issues in school. Uh, we'd have walkie talkies. I felt a bit like Hawaii Five-O, which was very exciting. Um, Sorry, but... we're all too young to know what Hawaii Five-O is. <laughs> hey, there's a new series out now. Isn't there? I love Hawaii Five-O. Carry on. Oh, you should watch it. There's a really, really hot guy in it. Really. Oh, good. I definitely Anyways. need to watch it now then. <laughs> Um, by the way, <laughs> Helen is a vicar in the Church of England. Um, half the and happily married. Comments. <laughs> and um, I could guarantee that most of the time I was called to modern foreign languages because I worked in a secondary modern, which is where they'd failed the 11 plus. Because these kids were expected to learn French when they couldn't even write their own name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just think it's no wonder they're trying to jump out the windows and hanging off the light fittings when 
the curriculum says they have to learn French when they can't even articulate anything well in English or write or read. So this is all very depressing. And, and actually, we run a church that's all focused on, on people who, yeah, at that age, at the age of yeah. just beyond GCSEs. And actually, a lot of the guys we hang out with and do outreach work with, well, we do lots in schools, which is mentoring people who are struggling with it, but also Sixth Form College. We don't meet many who are doing A-levels. We meet predominantly guys doing health and beauty, creative arts, the more vocational, non-academic subjects. But even yeah. that, you know, PE, loads of guys go to extra college to do PE because they're good at sport and being useless in the classroom. They do mm-hmm. PE and they discover 90% of it is in the classroom, discovering the anatomy of the human body and things. And 10% yeah. is kicking the ball around. Um, mm-hmm. So what hope is there? What, what's the call on us as church, as Christians? What would Jesus say? Well, I mean, I don't even think it's just church, but it is, you know, we are all individuals we all have different gifts and you know ask me to cut hair just speak to Hugo he looks like the Hovis advert kid because I tried to cut his hair but some people are so creative and so skilled that they are marvelous hairdressers I don't know how to fit a plug we need electricians we need all types of people not just high achievers academically and I think it's it's the ability to have a conversation and help young people find out what that thing is that sets them alight because all of them will have something but some of them have buried it because they've been told that that's not a good enough thing to have you set alight and even but it's not even that is it it's because many you know it's it's kind of a middle class privilege to have a job that sets you alight for some people work work will be okay but it's not the thing you live for. It's the way you make money to have a life, isn't it? That there's some people who do jobs. Yeah, we had a lad at church who we used to do packing for DPD or whoever at five in the morning. Um, he loved the relationships of mates around it, but, but it was never a job that used his creativity or his energy. Um, mm. and, and is there something of, of it's helping people find purpose in life, which can be expressed in work? Because actually it could be your your assembly line job is or working in a shop is seriously depressing but your your pastoral care and engagement with people around you has life-giving value mm. um liz liz went to a school posh school you know academic and all the rest of it um all girls school uh, and it was in a margaret thatcher generation where they were really going to these girls you can do anything you can be anything and and almost over pitched them yeah even yeah. though they were going to be uni educated high flying because then Liz was left with, I have to do stuff. I have to have a big job. I have to have this. Uh, and you know, just having kids would be a complete failure rather than mm. having a high-powered management job and having children on the side. Mm. And, and so she's left going, what's my identity? Where, she probably correct me on that, but generally. Uh, and, and we can miss-sell to people so easily, can't we? Under or over-pitching. Where I think yeah. our heart would be, Let's be fully who you are mm. and fully alive in Christ mm. and, and discover the confidence in who you are before you find confidence in what you do. Yeah. And that's where school condemns kids because it just shows them what they're not good at. And we all yeah, although there, there, are, there are great teachers who, oh, yeah. who go beyond that and give more than that 
and and that's what we you know that's what we're invited in to do as well isn't it It, as chaplains in schools is to recognize in young people that they are first and foremost people and that they matter regardless of what they can or can't do can or can't achieve i'm really Um, interesting with the the lad i talked about before he he got expelled on his first no not expelled because that wouldn't work he got suspended on his first day at school a secondary school because he punched a kid uh and and his school first year seven and eight were a complete disaster and he turned around in year nine and i said to him how why did you turn around in year nine and he said it was all down to a ta and it was a ta who listened to him and made him feel like he had value and i know he wasn't probably wasn't getting out at home and and that one person changed the trajectory of his life which is interesting because you could be going, well, what matters in the school is the teacher. You know, they're the ones teaching that. And, and, and if you're a TA, do you want to become a HLTA? And do you want to become a teacher? And is that a menial job? Rather than going, actually, that's so key. And that could change young people's Absolutely. lives more than being a French teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, not, mm-hmm. you know, actually, yeah, probably more than any French teaching. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's the whole Black Lives Matter thing, isn't it? Of, of black lives matter all lives matter um mm. that that jesus pursues the one that yeah. the 99 sheep are left to go after the one that you know one of my favorite songs of, of reckless love of of god bashes down walls to get to us and yeah. so often all we need in whatever context whether we're 13 or 30 or your age is is to know i matter yeah and lots yeah. of kids kicking off in class is because they feel they don't matter and they're not listened to and um. yeah and it's interesting isn't it because as church leaders we need to understand and as teachers but it's much harder i think everyone has a backstory hurt people hurt people Mm. so they usually have something i remember my first day at my school I had to restrain a young boy because he was wiping out the classroom, kicking off, shouting, screaming, swearing, and I had to restrain him. And when he'd calmed down and I began to have a conversation with him, it was his birthday and mm. no one at home had remembered. Yeah. I would kick off. You really would kick me. off. I really would kick, kick off. off. Yeah. But we don't, often we don't take time to listen. We just see behavior. Yeah. Even as adults, we see behavior and think that's not acceptable and don't look or dig behind where Jesus always, when he met anyone, engaged in conversation before he said anything and and made them feel welcome and loved and important, I think. And and, I don't know if I talked about it on podcast, but I preached on it the other week, uh, the woman at the well. That I, I just love the fact that Jesus meets someone who's clearly got a dodgy situation and his opening thing is, I need your help. Can you help me? You know, I, I haven't got any way of getting water. You've got something I haven't got. Uh, and so he's empowered and come under her. Yeah. Rather than the whole thing of kids at school going, well, should I listen to you? Yeah, just because you're a teacher. Mm. Um, there's a, and there's a phrase which you'll probably, you've left teaching too long ago, but you don't ever talk about bad behavior in schools anymore. Um, and then you usually go, oh, it's politically correct. But it's, it's something about, uh, it, it's not it's, it's exactly what you said in fact it's not a kid's misbehaving they're acting for a reason so yeah. rather than telling a kid off because they're kicking off it is that stepping back and going hey what's going on here 
why are you doing this? Which teachers in school often most of the time don't have time to do. They've got 30 kids in a class. Exactly. You haven't got time to stop and chat to Johnny. And because yeah. I struggle with that, you know, when our kids were little and having a tantrum or whatever, mm. even just with the undivided attention of one parent on one child, yeah. helping them get out of that and disengage takes time and isn't always easy. Yeah. I think my teacher in me wants to scream though, that when you have the conversation, you still have to say, and what you did was unacceptable. Yeah. Not that it was bad yeah. behavior or label it, but actually it does need calling out. Otherwise we just have people who think that bad behavior is okay. My sister's just about to get a puppy. Uh, I got a puppy three years ago. She's saying, everyone's telling me now that, that you shouldn't tell them off and you shouldn't discipline them. And you shouldn't, and I, you know, you shouldn't beat a dog, obviously, but I, I put stones in a little plastic jar and I would shake it if Maisie did something like chew something yeah. and it didn't hurt her but it startled her yeah. you're not allowed to do that apparently i said so now we're just gonna have wayward dogs everywhere and, and we and we have a culture of entitlement so yeah. you know the, the i think i talked about in podcasts the other week, i just talk about the same thing all the time but you know blokes kicking off with music across the road if i went out and challenged them that's out of order on my front and it's it's and people cycling through town with their what would have been a ghetto blaster back in the day on their bike is phenomenally selfish because it's yeah. I have the right to listen to my music even if it disrupts everybody else and and there needs to be some boundaries there and it's and it is yeah we your old boss uh he his dog uh his wife would walk in the kitchen the dog was kicking off and she would just call his name and the dog would sit down and behave if he called the dog's name the dog just ignored him and laughed at him um and it was just this amazing thing we all knew we're scared of her um and and there is that actually no that's discipline that's about yeah. good behavior and and yeah. ki- and kids to grow up functioning human beings who aren't selfish and and selfishness comes into relationships and everything else you're almost setting them up to fail aren't you um yeah. if we don't help people make choices and take responsibility for stuff you said the other night at church that you um you were told at school you're a leader and people will follow you. It's down to you whether they follow you to a good place or a bad place. Mm. And you have responsibility for that. And Jesus yeah. never, Jesus called people out all the time. He loved them, but he didn't yeah. pander to them. No. Right. Uh, do you have a final nugget of wisdom to, to lob at us? Well, I, I'm just thinking back. Um, really tough kids liked me and I couldn't work out why because I was seen as a really hard teacher and if Sherlock was walking down the corridor you pegged it if you'd done something wrong still but when I when I talked to them it was because they said that I gave them time and I spoke to them with respect and I think that's what Jesus teaches us to do and I don't get it right all the time but actually these people are individuals they're human beings whatever they've done they deserve to be treated how we want to be treated um, and then you can get to the bottom of things and, and get dialogue and relationships. So that's my nugget of wisdom, James. And, and I think one of us, for a church, one of our passions has always been we want to pray over people and ask yeah. God, how do you see them? Yeah. So I'm not bringing my unconscious bias uh, and I'm not reinforcing the images they carry, but actually, mm-hmm. God, you know the gold in that person. Yeah. We could dig for yeah. years and not find it. So to call out of people who God's made them to be, is amazing um helen uh, i don't know who's going to pray next week um but why don't you pray to close and i'll see you in a fortnight
Great. Have a great holiday, James. Thank you very much. Uh, Lord, we thank you that there is treasure in every single person, that they are created by a loving father in his image. And I just pray now for everyone who hears these words, that they would know that however uh, they feel about themselves, that there is treasure somewhere. And I pray that you would just help them dig for that treasure. Uh, So just bless us as we go now and bless James and his family as he heads out on holiday. Amen. Amen. See you. I hope don't enjoy next week. Bye. Oh, bye.